What's up, y'all? Joshua here. I'm going to do a little podcast about toxic relationships. But first, I want to introduce you to my keyboard. That was D flat, which is my favorite key right now. But I feel like G is just friendlier, you know? Hope you can hear it good. I'm not really sure who makes podcasts with keyboards, but here we go. Um, but uh, the other thing I want to do is just, let's take a second. Just you and me. Just you and me. Um, because I bet one of the two people who listen to my podcast, you know, maybe you had a difficult time today. Maybe even just this week. And I want you and I to transcend space and time. And I just want to be with you. Because you know what? Um, I'm not even stoned right now, but I we we're connected, and that's just the truth. So let's just take 60 seconds. I'm gonna put a timer on my phone. There's lots of different kinds of pain. While I queue up my timer here for 60 seconds, there's lots of there's psychological pain, there's emotional pain. Some, some people even say, like, in church you can experience spiritual trauma or maybe from uh, a pastor or a spiritual authority figure. Uh, most people either grew up with parents that were hyper-controlling or neglectful. Rarely do we have that nice space in between where our parents just give us alert attention Um give us space to express ourselves freely but still with the proper discipline you know that space where even if we make mistakes we're we're still loved and then the lessons we learn the ways we learn to survive in hyper controlling or neglectful environments we take those into school we we take that mentality to school and then we take it to work or church and we often take the those relationships, excuse me, we take those dynamics into relationships as well. That was a bit of a rabbit trail. But today and this week, I bet someone listening has just had a hard time. Uh, maybe someone was ugly to you. Maybe you lost someone. Maybe you got bad news. Um, or all of, all of the above. And you and I were connected, and I just want to be with you. I don't want to really fix it. This is part of life. Life is dynamic. Life is actually always giving you exactly what you need. Um, this is, and this is coming from someone who's experienced assault. You know, I'm not trying to make light of your pain either. Um, I just want to be with you in it. So, I got 60 seconds. Hold on. Yeah, I do. No timer. One minute. One minute zero seconds. Here we go. So, if you want to skip this, you can. 58. Just breathing with you. If you can, find find that discomfort somewhere in your body. And just let it be, in essence, just let it be energy and just be with it. And this might be uncomfortable. But it's not it's not about masochism. It's not it's not about saying it, it's about being with it and processing it and knowing that this is just part of the undulation of life. 
Okay. Oh, D flat again. Try and keep us in G. In G. Toxic relationships. They fucking suck. They fucking suck. Oh, my computer crashed. It's okay. Um, my Zen brethren and sistren. Woo, there it goes. They like to say that the obstacle is the way. And, you know, my Taoists, Taoists, I don't know how to say it, on the other end, the of the of the polarity there they'll tell you that the best thing to do is the way without resistance and i think they're both true you might have obstacles in your life and you can breathe into them be with them and continue moving forward without resistance without panicking you can continue to move forward with calm and with peace whatever's going on it doesn't mean you give up um, sometimes the path may look different. Hmm, that timer again. Guess I don't know how to use phones. That path may be different than you, you know, anticipated. Sometimes the solutions that come to us when we don't resist what life is, how life is presenting itself, um, the solutions are, are, are often odd or different. I'm reminded of um, my other buddy Joshua and the Bible. He, God told him, whether you think that was real or a fable, God God came to him like some kind of like knight or warrior and, and, and said, here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to, you're going to take the city um, with music and marching, not by force. But they still took that goddamn city. Um, so I'm also wondering if maybe the solutions you're looking for right now aren't the ones you anticipated. And sometimes when you get back to breath and when you get back to stillness, um, when you align with life, capital L life, you might, um, you might see things a different way. You might see that what appeared to be a problem is actually a solution. Sometimes um, the friction is actually smoothing you out in a way um, but enough about me let's talk about relationships toxic relationships give you a heads up um, I don't know shit but I hope this helps um, um I'm going to break this into two parts, really. I want to talk about the relative truth of toxic relationships because there is a reality to it. We all have experienced it or watched. Sometimes it's easier to see, um, to observe it in friends. You're like, God, how is this smart person go back to the same bullshitty dudes, you know? Haven't we all seen that? It's like, it's just wonderful, beautiful, articulate, talented, um you know, disciplined young young lady who chooses dickholes all the time over and over again. How does that happen, you know? But there's really no such thing as a dickhole. He's just in pain. He's just in pain. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to rush too quick to the empathy because sometimes you just need to realize that, whoa, a relationship is fucked up. So whether it's your friend or it's you, like I say, sometimes it's easier to see 
if it's your friend, <laughs> but we've you know probably experienced it. If you if you clicked and you're listening right now, you've probably experienced a toxic relationship. Um, I know I have. So let's first talk about, like I say, the relative truth of a toxic relationship because it's real, man. And then later we're going to talk about how it's not really absolutely true. A toxic relationship is just kind of a silly little fragmented way of looking at the world. Um, It's really just half. Um, But we're going to talk about it still. Mm, Okay. So in chemistry, I'm sure we all did like the weird tests where, or, or the weird thing. Or at least you saw it on television, you know, where they pour two things together in a beaker and it like explodes and turns into some kind of crazy foam. And it's like, whoa, when you put this one together with this one, it goes crazy. Whoa, it's a toxic relationship. Um, it just goes bonkers. And that is real, man. That is so real. I've experienced that somehow. My mojo mixes with someone else's mojo, and at first it's electric. And then that same dynamic, that same electricity, all of a sudden is hurting. It's shocking me, you know? Um, boy, oh boy, if I experienced that. If I could, I wish I could, you know, line up my handful of girlfriends. God bless them. And they would tell you that sometimes, you know, I'm a piece of shit. I'm shitty. I, I, I lose my mind. I get angry, my little buttons get pushed, and all of a sudden it's. No, I don't. Uh, no, oh, let's get back in GE. It's a toxic relationship. Um, that's just real, man. Um, and I think probably the most extreme example is. Um, the guy who is physically abusive, maybe even on drugs or an alcoholic, and it could be a girl too, it could be the other way, I don't mean to be sexist, but I think that's just such a common one that plays out. You know, so many movies, so many films, books, stories have uh, have that um, that dynamic relationship, or that, that dynamic going on. Um, and that's just horrible. And that is that, that is toxic, you know? That's why I say there's some reality to that. It's a toxic relationship. And we're all like, get out, stop. Like, it's it's perpetuating this, this that guy's cycle. Um, and, and, the, and for the woman, you know, who maybe is getting wailed on or maybe it's just, it's verbally abusive, which is still a very real pain, just as real as a bruise on your skin, you know? Um, you know, I remember one time I was in Bible college, I was walking to school, I used to, you know, walk in the morning and I was going to go and get there early and hang out in the library because I love being in the library. And I heard some people, you know, shouting and this woman was in distress. She was maybe, I don't know, 200, two, 300 yards away. Maybe not quite that much, something like that. And gosh, I must have been 19 or 20 and I didn't know what to do. So maybe it was brave, maybe it was stupid, but I just ran towards it, man. I was just like, there was this dude just kind of wailing on this woman. Uh, I say woman, you know, this very delicate, um, she she was an Asian lady. And um, it was really upsetting. And fortunately, was this was not like a very a big guy, but I, all I really did was kind of run in between them and tried to separate them. And I took a few blows. It wasn't too bad. You know, he kind of 
knocked me around a little bit, but it was mostly, I was just trying to get in between them. And by the time I got there, there was enough people who had kind of come, because it was in the middle of the street, man, um, you know, from their houses and from the stores and stuff. This is in um, a suburb of Sydney, um, pretty close to the middle of the city, actually. Um, so there was still a lot of activity. Um, but what killed me is I realized when I was just kind of in that energy, like how how angry this guy was and how somehow in his world he felt that it was appropriate to just be wailing on this girl. And what really broke my heart was the energy of her. She, I could tell just in her demeanor, she felt that she deserved it. And that killed me, man. I remember walking home being so angry, just so upset um, that somewhere in there psychologically she didn't feel that she had options she felt that that was just her place to be in this abusive relationship um so that's toxic that's a toxic relationship and it doesn't have to be as clear as you know getting socked in the face it could be repetitive verbal abuse now i'm sorry to say that's been me i've been uh when i get in my worst states, my most triggered, um, my my go-to is to become very verbally abusive. You know, there's this this just kind of sick, clever part of my mind that knows what buttons to push, um, and I hate that. I, I hate that about myself. Um, and of course, I've had to walk through forgiveness with myself and being compassion compassionate towards my own inner pain, my own inner world. Um, but that's that's real. I know I've said that several times. But we need to we have to know how to navigate out of those and sometimes it's as simple as I cannot tolerate this. And you might label it toxic. This is toxic. You might even say that person is toxic. Bob, Fred, Jimmy, Susan, she is toxic for me. This when my chemical makeup mixes with that person's chemical makeup it explodes i feel it everyone around me sees it they tell me that you know back out this is not good um and you if, if that's if that's where you're at please find some find some stillness get those people who you know they don't have any agenda they just love you they just care about you. They're in your corner, and they're the ones who're like, you, you, you've got, yo, you've got to get out of this. This is not okay. It's not helpful. Something has to change. And to me, really, the the, the main two things are either that relationship has got to have a huge shift. You got to draw some giant boundaries. You might have to go stay with someone else. Um, but you, if your soul is just crying for air. If your daily experience is suffering in a relationship, um, then you do need to figure out how to do a huge restructure at a root level, or you might just have to get the fuck out. Um, all right? So... You know where you're at, and really your own soul knows where you're at. And I'm here to say, whatever feels more like light, whatever feels more like open air and wind, that 
place that your soul is craving, um, not only am I saying move towards it, I just need to remind you that it's real. Your soul can have some breathing room. It really can. I know because I've experienced I, I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing it now. I feel alive. I have warm relationships right now. I could easily call ten people, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this is my reality, and I want everyone to share it. I could call, honest to God, fifty people right now, and say, "Hey, I, I'm in a bad spot. I need to talk. I need I need to be safe." I need a couch or something like that. But you don't even you don't need fifty, you don't even need ten. You need like two. <laughs> and if right now you're in like fuck, I need to get out and I need a couch kind of mode, then please do it. Hell, if you don't you can stop this podcast right now and send someone a text or call someone and just weep and I don't give a fuck if you don't um come back and hear me again. I hope you <laughs> I hope you listen again. But I, I more want you to be healthy. Um, and, and I almost don't want to be too specific and prescriptive. Prescriptive? Prescriptive. I think I mean prescriptive. I, I more want you to look inward. What is, what is your soul just crying for? Maybe it's maybe it's been so long. Maybe it's actually been years, and you don't even know which way's up. And me saying this, it sounds like so frivolous. Like, what do you mean? I could just have ten people who love me, and I can just crash on the couch. It sounds impossible. Um. And, and and maybe you're like, I don't I don't know. I don't have these options. I like I don't know. Send send me an email. Oh, I don't, gosh, do I have an email anywhere? I don't even know. Is that a good idea? Well. I guess I could just try. It is Joshua Garman at iCloud.com. First name, last name. Well, I mean, I guess you saw Joshua Garman. It said iCloud. That's like the Mac. I used to have Mac. Actually, I think I had it was when it was Apple. I don't know. I'm not really trying to be anyone's savior either um, because I'm not good at that. I've tried it. Um, but I do want everyone to be safe. I really mean it. And whatever that takes for you to find some safety and to move towards healing, please do it. Pretty, pretty, please do it. Um, so I didn't really intend for this to be a very long podcast. Um, but I just want to affirm that that is a real thing. And I'm just seeing so much stuff on the internet about, you know, yo, I had to get out of this toxic relationship. And that's fine and that's real because I think there's this huge wave of like, um, learning how to take care of yourself, self-care, you know, that's such a buzzword right now, but it's, I think it's because it's true and it's needed that we can have a sense of self even within a relationship, and that's so important. You, you should have a sense of self at all times. One thing that really helps me is to always feel that I'm in my body, and if you've experienced trauma, and I have, when I was 11, I was sexually assaulted, and it's been quite a journey just to get back into my body and to just be able to feel my own body. Do you know that sometimes I still will go on several walks? Like this week, I'm talking current. I'm talking present. I'll go on walks and take baths or do whatever I have to do um, to feel that I'm still inside my body. But I've also noticed that 
if I pay attention to that feeling of, of being em- embodied, when I talk, when I say, I can kind of feel when I'm saying things that, that are not, tr- that, that they kind of go against me, like I'm not being true to myself. And that has nothing to do with being arrogant or narcissistic or, or self-centered. But it's okay to completely stay true to yourself at all times. And it could be something as simple as, oh, hey, friend, I don't have time for coffee today, but I'd love to get together next week. Or something big like, I cannot see you indefinitely. Do not come around me indefinitely. Do not show your face. Um, that's okay. That, that can be actually healthy. And that can actually be something that the other person needs to hear. Sometimes people too just need to hear no. They need to hear the the behavior you're exhibiting is unacceptable. Back off. And that can be a firm, present, not reactive thing to say back off. All right? So let's just button that up because I'm feeling myself rambling now. Toxic relationships. Listen to your soul. Find some air. Um, but let me tell you why... This is actually not true. Um, the idea of toxic relationships, I feel that we need to maybe find some better ways to put it or at least add some lingo to it. Um, because my mom, who's really smart and says a lot of smart stuff, a phrase she likes to use, which I believe she got from that show House, which is about that really cool but kind of eccentric doctor. There's a phrase they mentioned called corresponding pathologies. If you're a friend of mine, you've probably heard me say it a lot, and you've probably heard my mom say it a lot. A corresponding pathology is when you have two different diseases that that kind of feed into each other. And I wish I had a good example. I wish I was more educated in the medical field, but I'm not. But, you know, it's like say you have a fever that weakens some other part of your immune system, and then they kind of can feed into each other when you have two different kinds of diseases that keep looping. And so the hard, the hard truth that I want to present is in any toxic relationship, quote-unquote, you're part of the problem. That your disease, um, it could even be sometimes the enabler, the allower, the victim in, in, in the dynamic, um, is, is part of the disease. So you cho- saying no and, and picking up your power off the ground is basically you, you saying, no, I'm not going to play this role anymore. I'm not going to be this half of the corresponding pathology. I know that we have been doing this thing where I'm this disease and you're that disease, but no longer. And then the, the and, and that disrupts everything. In a good way, it disrupts everything. It, it, it's, it's like this nasty little cycle. It just needs to be broken. And um, my apostle, my my friend, the apostle Paul, who's mostly crazy but said some cool stuff sometimes. He says, whenever you whenever you take off the old, you need to put on the new. So if you have that shitty old raggedy shirt, which is your abusive toxic relationship, um, you just need to own the fact that you were part of the disease. Half of that corresponding pathology was you. This was a shitty shirt that you're wearing how it holds in, it was tattered, and it was nasty, and why the fuck were you wearing it for so fucking long? Gotta take that shirt off, but yo, now you're naked. Okay, you need to find something really beautiful to put on. It's not cool to just take off something shitty and be naked. What 
what is the beautiful robe you're going to put on yourself? And here's the deal. Quick, quick thing. Don't, don't jump right into, okay, here's the solution. I need to find the perfect person. Just, 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 just uh, calm, calm the tits. Pardon my French. But no, if you are so stuck in a toxic relationship, you probably, you probably need to do a lot of inner work. And I'm not saying that you can never be in a relationship. Um, but shine a little light on the inside. And, and those aren't always mutually exclusive necessarily. You might find that you, something happens when you start to look inward and find health on the inside. Maybe you, get, um, maybe you go to therapy or, or you find really important friends that you can confide and trust in and help, they can help you draw boundaries. And by the way, here's the most important thing when you're drawing, learning to draw boundaries. It's not good enough to just like bootstrap it and try really hard and use your willpower to draw the boundaries. You actually need to create a safe environment elsewhere or else it won't stick, okay? So if you're drawing a boundary, find a safe place that you can go to so that when you're drawing a boundary, you don't feel like you're in the desert or that you're you're out in the cold. And I hate that I just use opposite metaphors like that. But sometimes the desert can be cold, to be honest. So that's fine. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's nighttime in the desert. You're all alone. Um, you don't need that. You don't need to just run away to the wilderness and be naked. I want you to take off that shitty old garment, to find a robe, and to find a safe, warm place. Uh, whatever that is for you. Um, definitely find some people, man. Find some people. And maybe you can find a physical location that just feels safe. Maybe it's your own home. I don't know. But here's something that I've been trying to get a lot of people to do, and for some reason it's not working well, so maybe I should stop recommending it. Um, but make a list. Like, what helps you feel safe? Invest in that. Um, Feel so very safe. Um, so that's an important one. Okay? But you need to own the fact that you were part of the, that bad chemistry was half you. Okay? Just however you, you would like to slice it. You know what? I'm going to be generous today. I was going to say that you need to make it like a 50-50 thing. I'm going to let you own the percentages. So maybe like Joshua. I actually was only 1% of the bad news here. And there were the other 99. Fine. For now, I'm going to let you have it. But here's the deal. Just own your 1%, okay? Your 1% of disease and nastiness. Why don't you just own that, okay? And and here's, here's what I do want to push back a little bit on the idea... that um damn it I feel like I was just about to say something cool but no it's just feeling so good I hope it's not too loud (sighs) Mm. yeah I definitely just totally derailed myself Oh yeah, the one percent. So work with that. Oh yeah, and then the and then the language. So what I what I'm not liking these days is like it was a toxic relationship, and that was a toxic person. 
But you, you, you know what they were saying when the relationship ended? They're like, oh, this is a toxic relationship. And they were a toxic person. Like, that's always happening from both sides. So at some point, we have to realize the insanity. Okay, so just everyone on the fucking planet is a toxic person? I mean, maybe kind of. <laughs> we all have a little bit of toxicity in us. But um, this is where I do want to try and introduce a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a higher way of thinking, maybe, if you, if you will. Please first prioritize your own health. But at some point, making them the demon, the bad guy, the evil one, the dark one, whatever, that narrative is actually just going to keep you in kind of a negative feedback loop. At some point, you're going to have to say, wow, I was in a lot of pain. And I made some shitty decisions to stay or to be abusive, whatever. And at some point, not quickly, not not immediately, be healthy first. Find your safety. But at some point, we have to transcend the idea of toxic relationship. We have to transcend the idea of toxic person and just see that all of life simply is. And it, it, it is all connected, not in a hippie, metaphorical kind of way. We are all actually connected. Everything that exists in the tangible world, everything that we can, everything that is not seen and that cannot be felt, it is all connected. It is all one. And whenever you slice and dice it, it's always going to be a little bit untrue. So here's the reality. You had pain and you suffered in that relationship. And that other person, they had pain, and they suffered. And here's a difficult one to swallow. And again, hey, I'm I'm not just saying stuff I haven't experienced. I've I've experienced very real assault. But that person who is in the abuser seat, or they're playing the abuser role, they suffer as well. Anytime there's an abuser and a victim, both are in pain, and both are suffering. So once you have some firm footing, I need you to do the hard work of, of seeing your own pain and, know, and, and seeing, be brave, and use your imagination to get inside their shoes and see, wow, they're not just a toxic person. They were in pain. And sure, maybe they exhibited some toxic behavior, but they felt pain. Just take a little breath. Hmm. Toxic fucking relationships, they're so bad for the whole world. It's like pollution in a way that we can't even see. It's like pollution in a way that we can't even see. Um, and here's the other great thing. You don't necessarily have to reconcile with this person to have compassion. And sometimes, here's something that I'm actually very proud of, if I can just shine a light on my own bad self for a second. I, I, I could call any of my past girlfriends right now and, and, and chat with them, and I think that it would be fine. I think I could buy all of them coffee. Actually, several of them I have. One of them I was thinking about yesterday. I'm like, man, I would just love to catch up. Um, because I don't have that kind of dichotomy of I was the right one, they're the wrong one. I, I know that there's always just pain. Um, and sometimes you can work things out, and sometimes you don't. 
And sometimes you just choose not to work things out, and that's okay too. It doesn't have to be this like this big giant. Where exactly is the breaking point, and how long do I stay? And sometimes you can just choose, and that's okay. Say, it maybe it's possible to make this work, and maybe it isn't. But I, I'm I'm going to decide, not because I'm a self-centered asshole. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull the plug on this one with compassion. And wish you well, and and release you, and bless you. But I, I, I need to catch my breath. Mm-hmm. Gotta catch that breath sometimes. All right. So I think that's pretty much it. Um. And, and I do want to, again, mention that, that the compassion and seeing the other person, that really needs to come at the end. Please do prioritize your own health. And then you can begin the work of, of trying to see where they're at. So, I don't know, come up with your own language. I was hoping maybe something would come to me. Um, and maybe maybe something will will later. But when you start to, when you find yourself saying, oh, they were just a, a toxic person. I, I hope that you can maybe just see that it was just two people who got drops into existence a, a couple decades ago. What? Maybe two, three, four decades ago. And, uh, we, you know, things have been going on for millions of years, or who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to try and even figure out how long stuff's been going on, but Wow. We've been here very briefly, and it is shocking to exist. Can we all just admit that? That it's shocking to all of a sudden wake up and exist. I love the image of a baby in the womb all of a sudden popping out and being like, what the fuck is going on out here? Because really, that's what we all experience. All of a sudden, we exist. We get dropped into, like, if if you got to a movie, like, 45 minutes in, you'd be like, what the shit is this shit show, you know? It would be an act, uh, it would be an act two or three, and you'd be like, there's a lot of stuff going on here that I do not understand. And that's been pretty much every human's existence. Um, so let's have some compassion first on ourselves and then on our fellow humans for figuring stuff out. And admit that life is both fair and totally unfair. Why is it that I'm sitting here, um, with you know, in front of a bunch of, like a keyboard and a microphone and a computer and stuff, and and right now I'm just I turned on my phone so that I can prove that I'm worthy of existence by sharing something on my Instagram story, because that's what we do, you know. I'm just gonna record a little bit right here. Podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. This one's for the gram. Okay, cool. Oh, um, yeah. Honestly, like if you just even break it down to that, existing is terrifying. Like, what, what the heck? And some people seem to tap dance through life a little bit easier than others. But at the end of the day, we really are all we're one body, and sometimes it's like, you know. <laughs> Your toe is stowed, but the rest of you is cool. And I don't know why sometimes it's like little pockets of humanity seem to suffer a little more than others. I don't get it. I just know that 
that fragmented way of looking at things is always going to be a bit limited. But if we zoom out enough, we see that we're all part of one big giant hole. hole like W-H-O-L-E. Not like we're part of the big giant butthole. That's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. All right. So, um... Hey, just send in a ton of love to you wherever you're at. Relationships are hard. Relationships are weird. I've really, um, in, 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 particularly in romantic relationships, boy, I've had a weird ride with it, particularly um, finding finding intimacy for me tends to, tends to kick up my own little trauma stuff, and it makes it hard. It makes it scary, and then I find myself reacting in ways I didn't expect, and these days, man, I just feel so overwhelmed and um, blessed at how many people I have in my life that love me so much. And um, in some ways, I could say it's been hard-earned that it's come from, from, from a lot of inner work. And in another way, it feels like I didn't work for it at all. All I really had to do is open my eyes and kind of remove layers and layers and layers of, of shame and uh, ways where I couldn't even really see myself. And when I did that, it was like, oh, wow, actually people just appreciate me. People love me. Um, but I do all these weird things that kind of um, keep me from it, you know? And the more I found, the more that I acknowledge the abundance that's in my life and instead of being being frustrated that, you know, I'm not, not getting the sex I want, I'm not getting the connection I want, I'm not getting the eye contact I want, I'm not getting the attention that I want, if instead I can just say, well, for starters, I can give myself attention, I can kind of give myself sex, it's not quite the same, I, I, I admit, but there's so many ways um, in which I can feed and nourish myself, first of all, and and then paying attention to the little, the little pockets of light that I find, um, and what I mean by that is the places where people just genuinely love me. And maybe all it is sometimes is, you know what? My grandma sends me text messages and she just thinks I'm fire. Maybe that's all you have. I don't know. Um, and if honestly you feel totally bereft of love right now, hey, we're connected and I love you. And I mean that. And I know I sound like fucking hippie, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. We're all connected and, and I love you. If you're just feeling like no one gives a fuck, um, this other human talking into a little black piece of metal is saying he loves you, he's with you, if you feel alone and you're in pain, I really, really, really am with you. Um, but more importantly, I want you to know that, that that light and that love that you um, hopefully can feel at least a little bit or have felt at some point, it is within you. Um, and you don't actually have to go looking uh, for love that you can you can kindle a flame within, and then that seems to um, attract love without as well. Um, all right, and clock quits. Um, but do draw those boundaries. Do find health, and please, please don't, please don't be thinking about all all those people who are your enemies. Um, be brave, do the inner work, and, and figure out how you can find a little more compassion and empathy for all your fellow brothers and sisters and everything in between. Because, you know, honestly, 
you know, even the birds in the grass and everyone who doesn't want to call themselves a boy or a girl, they're all connected to you too, okay? So just whatever your frame is for who you can love, please widen it just, just a little bit. Okay, peace.